This week's episode of Facts is brought to you by the Return Home Podcast by Jeff Heimbuck. Return Home, back to Jersey with Jeff. Everybody. Welcome to Facts, where we talk about the facts, our thoughts, and opinions on pop culture, movies, and television. I'm Roscoe. And I'm Justin. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Woody's Produce. <laughs> How you guys doing? Doing great. It's good to have you, man. So, do we need to give you a little background about who who's who's the wood? Who's the wood? Um, I've known Roscoe since we were in preschool, or maybe before that. And we've grown up together, made music together, been creative weirdos together for pretty much our whole lives. And now uh, I make music. I just started a YouTube channel where I remix random things in the world. And um, I've produced for people like Iggy Azalea and done remixes for the 1975. And yeah, I'm just some weird, a weird, weird artist, weird man. Yeah, we played Coachella. It was awesome. We played Coachella together, um, and we also do the cartoon The Goobers, uh, which Justin just made some awesome box heads for. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sweet, sweet collab. So um, a lot of stuff goes through my brain, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about some, yeah, some love- cool TV stuff. Yeah, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, all the HBO shows, and we're going to start off talking about what's coming up for the new seasons of a few things that are coming out on April 24th of 2016. And we're going to start off with Game of Thrones. Now, I think we're all pretty much caught up with Game of Thrones at this point, Let's right? Let's just start off this yeah. episode by saying <laughs> we'll probably be talking very briefly some spoilers. So we apologize if you're not caught up. You may not want to... Just a soft, soft spoiler. It's all good. I mean, if you haven't caught up with Game of Thrones, like, you deserve to get it spoiled for you anyway. Because I had I, I didn't start Game of Thrones until way late, and I knew pretty much everything that was going to happen, and doesn't bother me. I, it was my fault for not checking it out. Would you say they they deserve a red wedding if they're not caught up by now? They deserve to get Jon Snowed. <laughs> That's what they deserve. So Woody, you're the one that really got me into Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like you were one of a few people that told me that I start watching that. Now, is that one of your favorite shows of all time? Yeah, I think so. Um, it kind of combines Lord of the Rings and that mystical mythical sort of world um with adult content which is awesome you know it's like it's it's really like lord of the rings for adults because there's stabbing and fucking and all kinds of crazy stuff going on which which just makes it an epic show and they spend so much money and so much time it's such a high quality show that you can't help but enjoy it regardless of what aspect of it you enjoy so right and Justin, you're a huge fan of Game of Thrones as well, right? Oh yeah, it is very cinematic, and I, I do agree on like all those points. It 
it is what you would want out of the world of like you know the hobbit or the lord of the rings i mean it's just it takes it and it kind of i don't want to say it modernizes it but it brings it in, in a way that it's it's true to i guess the time period they're trying to go for but it's accessible whereas i feel like the lord of the rings just kind of misses that just a bit so this is definitely a i think a really great show now who's your guys's favorite character on lord of the rings oh dead or alive doesn't matter what damn what's his name um the youngest brother of the the Tyrion? yes lannister i love yeah i love he's Tyrion. awesome he is awesome what about you woody um the queen of dragons khaleesi's my hoe I love that chick, dude. She's awesome. Yeah, she is definitely awesome. What about you, Ross? Uh, well, I got two. Um, I can't decide between which one because they're both equally as awesome. Uh, I would say that my favorite dead character would be uh, King Joffrey. Um, he was probably the best character on the entire show. And then my new favorite character that's alive is uh, Ramsay Bolton. I really enjoy Ramsay's character a lot. I think um, about... Half the people just turned the podcast off right now when you just said that. Oh, I don't know, man. Those guys are so good. I actually have, like, my, my co-worker gave me a little tiny Joffrey. Um, and it's so cool because he's all pissed off and he's got his arms folded and he's got his crown on. And she's like, I hate it. I couldn't have it in my house. And I was like, dude, I cannot wait to put this thing up in my house. Oh, my god! I love Joffrey was so bad. <laughs> no wonder awesome. you play worms so well, man. I mean, those are the worms of the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, straight up. Oh, like yeah. Ramsey Bolton. I loved him. I, I just and I love the actor, too. He's he's awesome. Did you see the did you guys see that little thing they did where it was Coldplay was trying to make a musical out of Game of Thrones and they brought all the actors in and they were supposed to be like singing the parts and stuff and they had like a reunion of uh, Ramsey and um, gosh, the the guy that they brought in. Um, What's his name? Um, the, yeah, uh, without the Winky. Him? He doesn't have his. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a what, what is now. his nickname? He's got a nick. His nickname is um, uh, it's it's Dirt or not, Wheat or it's, it's Dinky Lancaster. I think is his name. Um, what, what does oh, he call man. him? He calls him like like Grunt or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not Grunt. Anyways, so they had like this little reunion where you're like, what the hell is gonna happen? These two actors are like looking at each other and and how awkward that whole like relationship on the show is. If you guys have a chance, you should go watch it. It's it's so hilarious. Coldplay is just like totally making light of themselves and and what they do and all that and just like making this like epic ridiculous game of thrones musical so sounds fun i, I yeah i don't know i don't know who produced it, it might have been like a like a late show was behind it or something i'm still trying to find out what that guy's name is what is uh, that dude's name his name oh let's let's not make this whole podcast but his name is like on the tip of reek like, Reek. It's Reek. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it's. It was like Therian or something like that. Greyjoy. Yeah. Reek. Gre That's Greyjoy. his name. That okay. was gonna drive me nuts. We had to. We had to figure that out. All right, cool. So we've we've established that Game of Thrones is coming back in season six, and it's gonna come back better than ever. And uh, Jon Snow is gonna come back because it's his story, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be the new Jon Snow. I don't know. What is he? I don't know. Yeah, he's dead is back. Dead is dead, man. Dead he's is gonna, dead. No he's way. Gonna come back and be king of the walkers. He's coming back. Yes, that's yeah, what I think. It, really? That's yeah. what I think dead is dead means. I think, I that's, think he's king I of think the White Walkers. exactly what's going to happen. That'd be so cool. Yeah. That last season was so good. 
The last few episodes were that off whole, the chain. That whole show is a mindfuck, though. I mean, they just rip every character you love away from you, and then you still go back the next week like, what are you going to do now to me? Like, it's Seriously. Such, such a good show. Such yeah, a when, they show. Killed, when they killed... <laughs> when they killed Joffrey, I was so upset. Oh. I was like, no! <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it hadn't come sooner. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, you guys want to save Silicon, Sil- Silicon Valley, or do you want to... Yeah, l- l- let's go move on to uh, the show Veep, which is uh, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. And... I've never seen it before. Justin, you've seen this a few times, right? I've seen uh, everything up to the third season that they're about to put out. So it's it's a funny show. Um, if you like uh, Jul- Julia Louis-Dreyfus, if you love her, the character that she brings on the show is hilarious. And then just, I mean, the rest of the characters, the ensemble is, is, is super funny. It's kind of like watching The Office. But you're almost you're almost kind of like a person on the team, just kind of like watching these people. It's not like a documentary style, but it's almost like you've kind of got this full access and you're watching what's going on. It's just hilarious to see how they treat each other. And I think she's even said in a in a interview recently, it's almost become like not a satire on life, but almost kind of like a mimic of reality now with the rat race that we've got going on with the presidential election. It's just what they're doing on that show is now happening to us in real life. It's it's just crazy, man. It's mm-hmm. you guys got to watch it. It's funny. It's a little hard to get into it first. And the other thing you need to know is I didn't realize this at the end, but I would click out of the credits and didn't realize that they did like one of those uh, side by side credit and like uh, picture squeeze. And mm-hmm. so they'd actually have like a whole nother like continuation of like they're kind of like winding down. What there's kind of like a couple jokes, but it was um, it was just kind of like a continuation of like whatever the last scene was or something like that. Yeah, and I love when shows do that. Party oh, Down yeah. always used to do that too. I think same with like, Seinfeld, cool. right? Didn't Seinfeld? I think so. Seinfeld. And they would always have like a cool little gag at the end. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's yeah, what they do. Cool. And and there's so many that I missed, and I never was like, oh, I need to go back and rewatch them. But as soon as it's I found out, it's a lot of series. Though. There's, there's, <laughs> the, we're going into the fifth season of, of Veep. No, no, no. Are we? I think so. Oh yeah, you're right. Gosh, I may not be caught up, but that's fine. You guys, that means you have something to watch. Yeah, I guess I need to go back and make sure I'm up to date. I thought they were on heading on eight, three or four. I didn't realize it was five. Now let's move on to another show that's coming out in April, which is the season three of the show Silicon Valley, which is a show that all of us is have also caught up on. And um, let, let's just start off with Woody. What do you think about that's going to happen in season three? I'm not really sure, man. I mean, every it's, it's reminds me of Trailer Park Boys a lot in the fact that like every season they go through this cycle of stuff happening and then they almost get to where they want to go and everything falls apart, but they somehow manage to kind of just get where they were and then, but it's like a little bit improved. So I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's so off the wall that who knows, you know, Mike Judge is such a genius that he could really do anything and I would not be surprised. Yeah, definitely, and I feel like, it, like the the main guy uh, Thomas Middleditch, um, he's okay because he plays that character so good, like so deadpan and like quiet and awkward. I think but, I think he's the best actor on that show. Yeah, really, because I think the whole supporting cast, like T.J. Miller and Martin Starr and uh, Camille uh, Nan, is it Camille Camille, Camille Nan Johnny Nan Johnny? Yeah, correct. They're right. they're all really good, but I feel like he, I don't think like he's like that at all in real life. Huh. 
You know, you know what I mean? I think he's just a normal dude in real life. Yeah. And then when he acts on the show, right. he gets really timid and and stuttery and tiny and oh oh god it's, mm-hmm. uh, well, like 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 how he is on the show whereas the other guys are playing playing themselves almost yeah they're right i feel like it's easier to play a funny character than it is to play a straight guy and if it like it, you got to be a real good actor to be able to like not laugh or remember your lines or, or really keep it straight face when all this funny shit is happening around you i mean when we were doing the best friends club skits me and Woody, you know, we can't keep a straight face to save our life. So, you know, having George to be able to to keep everything deadpan and play the straight guy, it worked out perfect. So, and I think that George is probably the best actor out of all of us. So, yeah, you're right, man. That guy Thomas is probably the best actor on the show. But that whole cast is awesome. I love that show. It's definitely well put together. I mean, but I, but like you said, I think Justin, you just said like everyone like is like that in real life. Like, who's the the red hair guy with the curly hair? T.J. Miller. Uh, yeah, so I guess funny. so. But he's like, if you see him, he's just like that yeah. in real life. Like he might twist it, he might twist it a little bit because of his yeah. his scene or his atmosphere in the show. But like, yeah. that's him. You know, it's the same same stuff. So. Yeah, and same with Martin Starr too. From because he was he's playing like he's playing a different character than he played in Party Down or Freaks and Geeks, but he's still playing that same kind of dude. And he really fits, yeah. But he fits perfect for that too. Just dry and just like, yeah, man, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's just yeah. He he adds a a more like Stoner nonchalant, vibe. Yeah. like aloof, like badass character. Whereas like he same character, but a little bit more timid mm-hmm. and like maybe knocked up or something like that. So, yeah, I love the relationship yeah, between a- Camille and um, Martin Starr. I mean, those guys that that sidebar relationship that those guys have is hilarious. And then you throw I don't know her name, but you throw in that one actress who kind of also is the coder with them and just throwing that into the mix and kind of being like the third man in that group it's funny because he has that that same relate like that that side relationship going with uh kumel but he had a similar kind of like well different dynamic but a similar kind of side relationship on party down with the other actor this guy the guy character played kyle you know in, in a strange way they really played off each other well and it's the same kind of thing in um, Silicon Valley as well. This is a great show. Woody, you've gotten you did some music for the last season of, of Silicon Valley. No, the first season, correct? Yeah, for the first season. Yep. Oh. Come on, Ross, get your facts straight. <laughs> Just randomly, it, you know, this is before the show even really came out. My buddy hit me up and was like, "Hey, you know, we want to use your music for this show. It's the about the tech world and yada yada yada." And I was like, "That sounds cool," you know, and so. Gave him the okay, signed the paperwork, and then when I actually saw the show, I was super excited because I really liked the show, you know? So not only did I get get music on there and was a privi- so privileged to be a part of it, like, I really enjoyed the damn show. So yeah. it's, just, it's just amazing on all fronts, and, and I'm super happy about it, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm sure it's one thing to have your music out there, but then it's another thing to enjoy the way it's being used and, and the yeah. property itself, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and people, you know, to this day, still on my SoundCloud, they'll just be like, yo, I, this is on Silicon Valley. That's crazy. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that the universe throws in the basket and you're just like, wow, that's really awesome. <laughs> and and for the season, the first season, I mean, this is nothing to shake at. You're you're swimming right there with a lot of, I mean, 
uh, you've got Green Days in in the season one soundtrack. You've got Shakira. Uh, it's got a song in there. Tobacco doing the theme song. That's awesome. And then you know, of course, all the songs that they've put in there. Um, Ratatat, Spoon. There's a lot of other people. I mean, these are the ones that stuck out to me. But it's like to see you like your music right up there with those guys. I mean, that's awesome. I, that's that's yeah, that's super amazing. cool. That it's like your music is is right there with these guys. And I mean, those are people that I like listening to. So, I, and I hope you know the the listeners here have similar taste. I think so, man. I think that Silicon Valley has some of the best music on any show. Like their ending tracks are always so dope. I love them. Oh my gosh, it's the best way to end the episode. You yeah. know what? Speaking speaking of HBO shows, it reminds me a lot of Entourage musically because yeah. Entourage always had great music and kind of pushed the envelope with what was. But Entourage broke songs. You mm-hmm. know, they would have songs on there and everybody would go buy or download the song from watching the episode. So it reminds me of that. Same same here. Like I had no idea who Run the Jewels was, and when I heard that song on the first episode of season two, it was like. Who I who is this and what song is this? I had to have it, and then then I fell down that you know that rabbit hole of, I love these guys, and the same thing with like uh, the song Big uh, by Big Mac. I forget what the song is, um, but that was like another artist is like, who is this? And it's just like, you just fall down these rabbit holes of like these artists that, it, you probably will never have heard of if it wasn't for the show. Like you said, Woody, like they're breaking some of these songs on there and it's, and it's because how popular the show is and uh, i want to know who that mariachi band is from season one. Oh, that was so awesome that was such mm-hmm. a good scene at the end so awkward okay speaking of music let's go on to what's on the air on hbo right now which is uh, a show called vinyl which is in its first season and i haven't seen it yet but i'm really stoked to check it out once it starts to get rolling a little bit because it just seems like from the trailers that i saw it just seems like so 70s raw uh, sound, like a recording studio dirtiness and fun. Justin, have you seen it yet? I have. Uh, Woody, what, what were your thoughts? Because you've seen probably as much as I have. Yeah, I, I saw the first half of the first episode and it was like, it was it was pretty intense and, and like down and dirty and raw. Like it was, it was awesome. Um, I definitely want to watch more episodes. Is this, they just, they're doing weekly episodes of this? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was great. The, one of the guys, the main character, uh, from my understanding, was the same guy who was in Boardwalk Empire Dude. as uh, one of the villains. So I know his personality a little bit and him as an actor, and he's an amazing actor. And I don't want to ruin anything for, any, anything for anybody, but the first episode starts off, and this guy is just like in his car and it's a pretty epic shot he like buys drugs from this this shady dude and then just rails a ton of drugs in his car and it's just super intense and it 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 pulls you in and uh I, i'm definitely looking forward to watching more episodes oh yeah well, now real quick um that song in the beginning that was they were trying to set up like that was an actual band right the personality or whatever that jam was that Pulled him out of his uh, his funk. Yeah. What band was that yep. supposed to be? Um, I don't know, and I... I'm not sure if it's based off of actual bands or not. Yeah. Or if it's just kind of a fictional world 
that's it, based in that time period. Yeah, because I know, I know, I don't know if you got further along, but then they started to talk to like Robert Plant and the Led Zeppelin. Hmm. Okay, so you didn't get that far. Okay, yeah, so, I didn't get that far. So they start, just... they start bringing in actual bands of that era, and so. Oh wow. That's why I'm wondering like who that first band was because it's like I know I've heard that sound before. I know I've heard that like a song like that before and I just could not I'm like the guy doesn't look like Mick huh. Jagger, the guy doesn't look like the singer from, you know, he doesn't look like Robert Plant. Who is this guy? And You know, it could be a fictional group or it could be a group that doesn't could, exist. Right, exactly. Because they, like like with Boardwalk Empire, there's like there's truth yeah. and you know in inside of it, but they they wiggle around and change things as they want. Right. That, so so it, that's who a, knows? That's a Scorsese thing, also, right? So he Boardwalk Empire was, I think he co he he executive produced it. I, I I get I get what you're saying. This definitely the vinyl definitely had a very um got Goodfellas type of feel. Yeah, vinyl really reminds me of Boogie Nights with music. That's mm. awesome. That, yeah, that's a good. Well, that main character is so dope. He was he was what was his name on on Boardwalk Empire? Jip Rossetti? It was something Rossetti. I remember that. I think it was, was Jip. definitely Italian. <laughs> it was so I he was crazy in that show. I, th I thought like he was one of the yeah. best characters. It's funny because I I didn't see him in I saw him first in Nurse Jackie. I haven't seen enough of Boardwalk Empire to have seen him in there. But I saw him in Nurse well, Jackie. Yeah. He played a doctor and it's well, weird. It's a night and day. I mean, his character had a lot of depth, but it was like the character he has in vinyl, you're just like, whoa, like the range this guy has. It's, it's pretty he cool. He played such a psychopath in Boardwalk Empire that you just know he has, he has that a in crazy him. acting range. Yeah, yeah for he sure. Has a crazy acting range. Oh, I love that. Boardwalk Empire was so good. Anyway, we'll get to that. And also, that's on the, on the air right now. And season five is uh, Girls. And I just started watching Girls, and I think it's absolutely hilarious and fun. And it's, I'm really stoked on where it's going to go as well. And you guys have both seen it, it's, right? Yep, it's the sex in the city for real real people. <laughs> and what do you, you haven't seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, no. you got to I think you'd really like it, man. Especially you you really enjoy Broad City on on Comedy Central, right? Yeah, I love Broad City. Yeah, yeah I think awesome. it's I mean it's it's a show that's like got some similar um, situations and stuff like that, so um, but it's HBO, so they can do more. And it's kind of satirical about, you know, the current generation and culture and social, you know, media and all that stuff. Um, cool. Le Le Lena Dunham, she's she's a pretty interesting person. It's funny because the character, she kind of is the character she is in real life. And she kind of like makes fun of that. But then it's funny that she's like, but I'm really kind of that person. I embrace that. Yeah. But, and uh, she doesn't give a shit either. Oh, she throws no. it all out there. Oh, she she throws everything out there. It's hilarious. But, yeah, and uh, it's funny because I, I know that I've only I'm only a few episodes deep too. There's there's a uh, a one of her first films that she ever directed or wrote on Netflix. Uh, it's been on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it's currently on there, but it's called Tiny Furniture, and it's got mm -hmm. like her, her mom, her sister, like they're all in it. And then there's a, like a, a lot of other people like um. Uh, do you, Ray from uh, Girls, he's also mm -hmm. in the movie. It's a pretty good movie, and it's kind of cool to see that in comparison to Girls, because you can kind of see that out. you can kind of see where where Girls started to develop from with the writing style and the direction, all that. Nice. Yeah. Well, and another show that's on right now is uh, the first season of the animated show Animals, which is like a Paul Shearer and um, Matt Walsh. Uh, and I haven't seen this show either, 
and I've been hearing really mixed reviews on it. Um, have you guys seen this show? Yeah, I have. It's it's I think it's amazing. The writing on it is really really good. Um, I actually went to the like party they had for the first episode for the premiere here in LA. Um, my buddy invited me out and. The creators of the show were there and they talked about it and uh it's really cool how the show actually got picked up um these two guys had a marketing job and they were sitting in their offices and they worked on the show in their spare time they took a chunk of time off of work did the first episode submitted it to a i believe some new york film festival um, i thought it was sundance like or something for, for shorts? No. First oh, okay. they got it in this like sh this short uh, New York festival. Uh huh. They won. They won that. Gotcha. Then they got it in. They got some other people talking to them. They got it submitted into Sundance. Sundance accepted it, and then they got on a Skype call with someone at HBO, and they bought it right away. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. So then they then and and then they serviced the entire twelve episodes or whatever they did. Um, from there but the story is super inspiring because it's just like it just shows you that anybody can do anything and it's a really well put together show right. um and actually ross i don't know if you know this but the guy who did uh the character design for the original goobers characters steven chun he does all the character design on animals oh really wow that's a cool yeah interesting Small world man yeah now, yeah. is it is it episodic? Is it serial? What what's the style or the format? I guess it's definitely episodic. I think each episode they touch on a different animal. So the first animal okay. that I saw was Pigeon. rats or mice, right? Um, and it's kind of like the animal living in the world, but from their perspective and point of view. And so, the, you know, they'll have horses on one episode and dogs, and they just had flies, I think. Um, I was reading something just, about uh, there was like crabs that like living in the mare's cr like pubes. I was reading yeah. something about that. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. It's Ross, you'd really like it. Okay, it's, it, it's really really well written. Nice. Um, the animation is definitely unique to the show. Like they don't have mouths that actually move, mm -hmm. but their eyes are very expressive, and. Um, their movements are very expressive, but the shows are just really, really, really solidly written. Yeah. It's well put together. And some of the names that are attached to it are awesome. You got the producing team is what, the Duplass brothers. Yeah. And they're and also working heard... on uh, Togetherness as well. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, I, you guys threw out Matt Walsh and Paul Shearer voices on the show. Yeah, and I believe that Rob Cordroy is playing one of the crabs that lives in the pubes. Okay. Um, I know there's some other people, but I, I haven't really... I just brushed up on a lot of this stuff, so... I'm definitely going to check out Animals as well. And I, I'm Justin, a fan... Oh, I was going to say, I'm a, I haven't seen any of it, um, really. But I'm a fan of, like, BoJack Horseman. Would you say that, as a fan of that, would would I find this... I don't know, just because it's, it's bringing animals and... and yeah, absolutely. Human world. It's, it's really just... Um, you know, it's like if you took It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and combined it with BoJack Horseman and uh, so, like The Office or something. Okay, know? okay. That would nah, be I could get show. behind that. Yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, uh, I think when I was watching it, I was in the right mindset to absorb it. And so skipped out of it, you know, kind of quick. I, I was expecting it to be something different. 
And I think when you go in with ex- expectations, it's kind of hard to to accept it at first. I, that's how it was with the rest of development. I mean, it, it took me listening, watching like the first episode three or four times before it really started to to uh, click. Click, and then seeing the charm of it, and then really realizing like it is there's more to it than what is on the surface. It's funny how many shows that I'll start up and watch the first episode three or four times to finally actually get into it. Because yeah. I did the same thing with Breaking Bad, Arrested Development, uh, Silicon Valley was another one. I watched the first episode three times before I really wrapped my head around it. Um, it's funny how like we- shows that will become like one of your favorites, it'll take that like three or four times just to get through that to actually like, all right, I can... Now I can move on. It's weird. Well, because you go you go into shows with a preconceived notion of what you want them to be, and right. then if anything is offbeat, like Justin, how you didn't really, you know, you skipped out of animals early, it's because it's a very non-traditional show. Yeah. Like I said, the mouths don't move. The animation is very much very different. It's the backgrounds are very uh, desaturated, and it's a it's it's just an all-around different show. But I think the reason that we like these things is because they're different. So that's why it takes us so long to digest and yeah. comprehend what they're all about, you know? But once it clicks, it clicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. It took me a couple times to get into Silicon Valley too. I-, I watched the first episode of season two several times before I realized it was the first episode of season two and not the first Whoops. episode of season one. I'm like, why is this not well, making dude, the, sense? The thing with me is I didn't know which episode, or I knew which episode my music was gonna be in, but I didn't really, I didn't really know if it was in the first episode or second um, or third. And so when I was watching it, I was like, are they going to play my shit like now? And then the first episode ended. I was like, oh, and I was like, I guess I'm watching the second episode. So then I watched the second episode. I was like, oh, (laughs) so I I like got into the show via just looking for my music, you know? Nice. Nice. So funny. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I, I think you're like, what, episode five or six for yeah, your like first six. song? Dude, it got, to, it got to the point where, because I didn't really look at uh, which episodes, and it got to the point where after the third week or something, like I had to go into my email and find the contracts again and like read them over and like look at which episode they were in. I was like, oh, God, all right, cool. It's like in six or seven or whatever it was. Nice. So you had, <laughs> you're like, okay, now, now I can just enjoy the show and not be like waiting to hear that cue, you know? Yeah, so you you had two songs. You had Crow and Ghosts. Yeah. Um, I have to go back to your SoundCloud and check those out because I don't know those off the top of my head. I don't think that Crow is actually even out. I think oh. that was just uh, just submitted for the show. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy how how the universe works, man. I I was living at my mom's house when I made both of those tracks. Uh, like what? What was that, Ross? Like three years ago, four years yeah, ago? Yeah, that was a while 2000, ago. Yeah. Probably um, 2013, before the before the show even yeah. became a thing, right? Dude, and that was, was like a... 2000. It was like 2012, and oh. I just hit a rough, rough patch in, in LA and had to go up up north for like four or five months or something. Yeah, that was a really and... weird patch too. That was a weird, yeah. weird yeah. time. It was. It was um, a good time though, because think about like that little moment in time. Like what happened. <laughs> With like what did we were all, doing did right the remix, there, the Notorious B.I.G. and Kanye West remix album mm-hmm. did all the music that I got for Silicon Valley. Um, Was that when you guys were doing Ross, the Ross and Woody uh, Moldy Oldies or whatever? Golden, Golden. No, those that stuff was really old. Oh, that's that like two thousand eight, two thousand four. No, it's old. 
Oh, yeah, God. It's, that stuff was before Woody moved to L.A., okay. then to New York, then back to L.A. That stuff was old. I was just a kid. I was. I hadn't even graduated high school yet. We were just kids. That's true. You, I mean, you guys aren't that far off from me. You guys are like, what, two years older than me? 30. Three, three we're, we're, we're in our 60s now. <laughs> 60s? <laughs> Oh man! Old okay, ball, so old ball two, and red. 2012, you you, you uh, came up with that, and then submit to the show. The show came out in 2014, and then what did that do for you at that point? I mean, how did that that um, change things for you? You know, it actually kind of changed my trajectory on how I think about music, with the music industry being the way it is. Because um, I was at a point when I first moved to Los Angeles from the Bay Area, I was like, I want to be a music producer. I want to get production credit on someone's album, like a big person's album. And when I got this stuff, it was the first thing that actually paid me a decent amount of money, A, and B, you know, something that I was really proud to be a part of. Whereas in other projects that I've done in the past, it's like when you're working with a musician or something, it's like you're a secondary thought or even like a third thought some of the time when it comes to the song or the album or whatever and so it was just really rewarding you know you, you don't I'd ne I've never had a smile as big as I have on my face when there's my music playing on a network mm -hmm. and like there's shit going on on a show mm -hmm. you know and so it, it's a great feeling and it's rewarding and uh, it kind of changed my trajectory to start thinking about music for television, music for movies and movie trailers and stuff like that. So um, it actually, it did a lot for me. That's and awesome. that's not the first songs or, or the only material that you've had on, on network TV as well. Like you've had songs on VH1, a lot of stuff on VH1, am I correct? A lot of, a lot of stuff on, yeah, VH1 and MTV and Discovery Channel. And uh, you know, I actually got something on CSI Cyber recently and my friend hit me up today and he said, yo, man, like your song on CSI Cyber season two is the most searched song out of the whole season. That's insane. That's awesome. And Ross, Ross you, play, you, you played bass and guitar on that track. Oh, yeah, man. It was a trip, yeah. like, being, like hearing that track. And, like, you know, we, we were crapping out so much material during that time period together that yeah. it, it was such a, like, I barely remember even doing, like, the bass and guitar lines um, because there were so many of them. But... Yeah, that was awesome. Cause we were, we were, I was down in LA hanging out with you when that aired, so we got to watch it live That's when right. it happened. That was awesome. So do you have a lot yeah, of man? It's a great feeling. Do you guys have oh, like yeah. a lot of material that you vaulted and you're like trickling out into venues like that to go into network or? Well, the thing, the thing is with uh, with music is nowadays it's like, you know, you can create music on a computer whenever you want. You know, it used to be you had to use a tape player or whatever. Now you can just make songs whenever you want. You know, I can make a song or a beat in a matter of minutes. Yeah. So you always have ideas and, and stuff laying around that you're not going to release. And those kind of get thrown into the pile. And it'll just be like for YouTube videos or mm -hmm. for um, for like, you know, if somebody hits me up and, hey, we need some music like this. I'll go through those files and if Find anything kind of fits there i might polish it up a little bit send it off and you know you never know what's going to happen i mean there's been songs that i've put out that i did man that 50 cent remix is from 2006 mm -hmm. 2006 yep. 
even I, th- I think it was 2000 something like that 2004 2006. and like it just like blew up online like so you mm-hmm. never know what's gonna happen with any of the, the music i you know i can relate to that with a design kind of a design uh background you, yeah. you kind of you come up yeah. with a lot of material and it's just like ideas come out and you just gotta go with them because if you don't you lose it and you right. know so you you just kind of like gotta sometimes get your ideas out into the physical realm and then they may not have a life beyond that until down the road when you're like oh wow that you never fits know perfectly though, it's, like, yeah. it's all about it's all about time it's about timing too you know like i've made a lot of like hip-hop based music and it it's not necessarily like popping in the past few years because of a lot of the edm and trap stuff but like hip-hop's starting to pick back up so it's just a cycle you know pretty soon there's going to be a yeah. want for hip-hoppy sounding yeah. tracks and then there's going to be mm-hmm. a want for trap music in another 10 years or dubstep or right. whatever you know like it's just a big cycle so. yeah and it's funny because like we were talking about things that have like that just all of a sudden will pick up years down the road it was the same thing when that old exposure song got picked up exposure was an old project that i played with um, but that song that I wrote years and years ago that ended up on an Uncle Grandpa. And that was recorded in, I think, 2004? Was it 2004? I think so. It was a long time ago, but it was like, yeah, it was a long, 2002? No, it wasn't that 2002. Album came, that album came out in 2003 or four. Hold on, I actually have it in this box sitting right here. The album came out in 2005. So, so it was recorded in 2003. It was yeah, recorded in 2003. And then it ended up on Uncle Grandpa, and like a good like thirty seconds of it ended up on Uncle Grandpa, for and like there was other tracks that Tommy submitted. Uh, Tommy's our friend who works at Uncle Grandpa. Um, they didn't make it through, but that one just so happened to fit the mold of background mall music. So that's weird. awesome. Thirty yeah, seconds is, is is actually a long time in a show, dude. It well, is, the, the it's a CSI one, the CSI one played for a minute. Oh man, it was that, like it's a, a long it, time. Yeah, it was like a it was like a montage of like we're in the gun lab pulling off numbers off the gun with Ted Danson, you know. Ted Danson's <laughs> in there. That's it was awesome. Sick. Made my made my day. Made it my was day. Awesome. It was like a music video for a show. It was so sick. It was like, whoa, what a cool thing. Ted Danson's awesome. But anyway, yeah. that's awesome. We we've totally gone into another realm, but that's we cool. We did. Um, so let's just finish this up and talk about what is coming this year. Um, we'll skip Togetherness. Um, that show's wonderful from what I've heard. And Sesame Street is a no-brainer. That's been on since the dawn of time. And kind of tribute to see it on HBO, but we'll skip it. Um, Westworld, which is based off of a Michael Crichton novel and a nope, movie nope. from... Oh, it was a movie. It was a made-for-TV movie. There was no novel for Westworld. Yeah, to my knowledge. In 1973. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams is taking it over. What is Westworld? It's it's a television show that's coming out. It's based off of the Michael Crichton. Uh, it's it's um this world where everything's robotic. So you go in and you want to have say a Western experience. So you would go into this world and you could be a gunslinger or you could be whatever you want. You could you know sleep with prostitutes it's whatever your fantasy is and they have like one for like ancient rome i think they like tease that in the the movie and so i think they're expanding upon that idea that he had developed in the movie and you know they turn obviously because now we've got the technology they can make this like very sci-fi and 
Whereas before it was kind of like that very like an android, you, you just kind of bought that the people were robots, right. you know, you, you, now mm-hmm. you can show that they're robots and all that. So, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be cool. Cause JJ Abrams is running it. So, Oh, cool. I, I, cool. Yeah. Actually, I think we did talk about that on the, the Cloverfield episode. Yeah. So that, that, that looks promising. Um, and if HBO is behind it, I mean, I don't know. Have they it's ever had really a, a stinker? Um, yeah, I don't know what it's called. There's a there's been a few. There's one that with uh, Ga- Zach Galifianakis like sitting on a moped with two other guys, and I've never watched that one. Is that? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh... Exactly. Something dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 something dead. Uh, it's with uh, Jason Schwartzman. I've I've watched it. It's pretty. And Ted Danson, your buddy Ted Danson. They're the, the <laughs> oh, other buddy, two guys. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah, the they silver, are the silver fox. Yeah, man. No, it's it's a weird show. I, I watched it, but I, it's like one of those things like you just you watch it and then next thing you know you're just watching it because you're you need yeah something whatever. To do. No, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be perfect. HBO is pretty legendary when it comes to original content, and they kind of started the entire game of producing original content uh. before there was a Netflix or there was even a Showtime really doing that stuff. So. Right. Definitely. I also feel the same way about um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, actually. I just... You didn't like it? I, I for the life of me, could not get into it. I was just like, you know, this is just making me want to go watch Seinfeld. Mm. I never uh, got into Seinfeld, you... but I loved Curb. Oh, okay. Curb is, like, the best show. It's, it's really amazing. Is. It's funny, when I watch Curb, it reminds me... I am I mean, I definitely have, like, Larry David-isms in me, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But... It's it's just yeah man I don't know if it just hits us hits a chord with me because of that or it's so good it's just it's just very well written too yeah you know everything kind of comes around in this big circle of shit in the show and it always you know always ends with Larry getting shit on and it's just hilarious you know I think that I think that is very true to what he brought to Seinfeld because Seinfeld mm-hmm. definitely had that full circle mentality you know they would go off with one idea and then somehow the joke was that they ended up back into that crap you know like the muffin mm-hmm. tops or something like that like they could never escape what the issue they had in life the thing about curb your enthusiasm too is he'll touch on on subjects and things that other people won't even come close to right racism mm-hmm. or like you know things in culture mm-hmm. and he religious does it in a, traditions yeah like he does it in a certain way where it's like it's funny and funny and extremely uncomfortable absolutely and it it's it translates to entertainment instead yeah. of uh offensive people arguing about it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's not it's like not offensive but is extremely offensive as as possibly can be like when he called yeah. the gay guy a cunt <laughs> how does the show get later on because in the in the beginning it's very it's when I was watching, it kind of felt like when you watch the first season of Family Guy, and then you watch like the third, fourth season of Family Guy, and you're like, go back and watch the first season I, again. And you're like, oh I man. Think it's, I think it's like it reminds me of uh, in that sense, like it's always sunny because okay. you don't really have a firm grasp on all the characters until Frank comes in the show, Danny. Oh Vito. yeah, yeah. And then everything kind of like flushes out. At that point, yeah. Okay. And the more that you can establish the personality types and everyone in the show, the funnier and you know, mm-hmm. the less limitations are yeah. on the show. So I yeah. think a lot of that is true with Curb because 
once you know Larry David and his manager and his manager's mm-hmm. wife and Susie. his wife and all their little like quirky things, yeah. it just it just makes it yep. that much more. Okay. Just builds up each other. It's okay. so yeah. like Susie I, and. To- and Jeff, oh, it's great. I'll have to go back and check it out. Yeah, with Frank, man. I mean, once Frank was there, it's kind of hard to imagine how the show worked dynamically without him. Kind of like... Always Sunny? Yeah. Kind of like the editors, like me and Colin, like, it's kind of hard to oh. imagine an episode without Jeff now. Like, the dynamic of the three of us, I think, is stronger. And that's another thing that, like, over time is going to build and build and build, and your characters on the show are going to get weirder and more fleshed out and and just str- that they're just going to get strange because oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of already going that way. And it's the same thing with, uh, with Jeff's Jeff Heimbuck's podcast as well. Um, like it started off as very like, you know, mysterious and kind of one way. And then when we were recording dialogue lines, I was like, man, I feel like I'm like recording dialogue lines for Mars attacks too. So it's weird how like things will just start fleshing themselves out. Yeah, well, it's, the same, might, it's the same. It's the same for anything. I mean, yeah. look at True, Detec- True Detective. Yeah. Yeah, getting back on the HBO <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh man, I I really hope f- that they can pull a third season out that is spectacular because the first season was on. Mm-hmm. Y- you guys seen any of True Detective? The first season no. of True Detective was the best, one of the best pieces of television that I have seen in a long in time, years. right? Yeah. In years, because it was just so fucking raw and awesome and you had no idea what was going on but you wanted to watch it all like more give me more give me more and then the second season just they the second season grew up uh in a small town they went to gymnastics every day so they were flexible enough so they could shit on themselves yeah it was it was bad it was bad it was trying to be what the first season was but just didn't have it just didn't have the potential to actually do it with what what they were giving themselves. It was the writing. It was it was too. It was way way too in depth and too. They tried way too hard. It felt like a noir, and I was trying to go in as like this is a noir, and I still couldn't get in, in behind it. Nah, man. And I kept watching it like, oh, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's true detective. It's just weird. And then by like the second to last episode, I was like, fuck, this is like like season eight of Lost. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A- after yeah. a while, wow. I just I just stuck around because they were talking about Oxnard, and it's like that's so close to home. <laughs> that's funny. I was they like, need hey, to there's get, the they one. Need to, they need to do a third season. They should get like someone crazy, like uh, Benicio del Toro, or something, and just get real like rugged with it again. Because it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the actors this this time. There's... Could you imagine bringing Daniel Day Lewis onto? That'd be incredible. I don't know if he would do it because he would have to live for a year in that role. He already does that, though. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. He would have to like, like leading up to it, he'd be like, oh, man, I need to like live where the show takes place and like do the things my character is going to do. Yeah. So I can play the character. Yeah. And Benicio Del Toro is working on uh, episode nine or episode eight now. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. I think he's working on episode eight. I think he's going to be one of the. He might be a villain or something in the new Star Wars. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I've heard other rumors as well. Let's talk about also, uh, you know, we talked on True Detective. And they, I know that they're the uh, the creator of True Detective signed another contract with HBO for a year. But it's not disclosed what it's going to be, whether it's going to be True Detective 
or he's going to develop something else. But I know he's still working with HBO. And then we also have coming out this year is uh, the season three of The Leftovers, which is another uh, lost uh, Damian Lindorf um, show. And have you guys seen that show? Uh, the yes. Leftovers? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm caught up. So far. I couldn't get into it. Uh, it's weird. And it's I, I don't know what's going on. It's slow, but I like it. Yeah. For what it is, I think it's weird enough and cool enough, and I don't I don't really understand what's going on, and I, I think that's kind of what it's supposed to it's be. Like, but it's like watching The Walking Dead without any zombies in it. It's just yeah. different. It's just uh, it's just a little strange and, and quiet, and I really enjoy the main character. I, don't, I can't remember his name right now, but I really enjoy him as an actor. He seems pretty cool, and the character is just so weird. You just don't know what's going on, and, and I think that's kind of like. The whole going the whole lost route of just keeping you guessing, you know. It reminds me, and I think the reason why I'm watching is it reminds me of a show like um, Six Feet Under, okay. where it's 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 very it's trying to base in some sort of reality, but then there's something about it that's you know obviously supernatural, and then it's got like that slow pacing, and I I really liked all the way through on Six Feet Under, so I'm, I'm hoping that this is gonna pay off eventually later mm -hmm. on down the road with this show so well there's a 50 50 chance so we'll see <laughs> uh and also coming out this year is a uh, season two of ballers featuring uh dwayne the rock johnson and rob cordry i have not seen the show and i have no intentions on watching it if Pals. you smell la, 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 what the <laughs> ballers are cooking what the pass. dwayne pass 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 on this yeah whatever all right, so let's just kind of wrap this thing up. We're going to ask some questions real quick. Now, we're going to go to Woody, and what were your, you know, your past or your present favorite HBO series? Damn. That's a hard um, one because there's so many good in, ones. In order? In order? doesn't matter. Just your, you know. I'm going to do them in order. I'm going to do them in order. I'm going to say the first is The Wire. The Wire. The second is Entourage. And the third is Game of Thrones. Wow, not bad. The Wire. The Wire is the single greatest piece of television that I have ever seen. Spoken like Peter Griffin. <laughs> and that's a show where you need to watch three episodes before you even touch the surface of what's going on in the show. Gotcha. And I think a, a lot of people they miss out because they turn it off on the first. I did that the first couple times I tried to watch it. And then I ended up getting sick one time or something and just powered through it. And wow, amazing mm -hmm. show. And Justin, Boardwalk Empire is a close fourth. Yeah. It's a runner up. Justin, how about you? I'd have to say um, just because uh, it's in the midst of, of, you know, like it hasn't ended or anything like that. Uh, Sil Silicon Valley is probably my number one. It's it really is. I mean, just because it's Mike Judge, it's something new that we haven't seen. It's you know diving diving into a satire of something that is so on you know in the zeitgeist right now with the Silicon Valley and the tech world and all that. Um, that's definitely my number one. Uh, God, number number two, I would want to say the first season of True Detective, but I feel like having just True Detective there is not enough because the whole season you know the whole series even though there are many you know many series i feel like it, the second season would have to hold its own and it doesn't so I, I couldn't make that show my number two so game of thrones would probably be my number two 
And then my third favorite would have to go to Big Love. Hmm. I, I really wow. liked Big Love a lot. And I actually, I worked for Albie, uh, Matt Ross, um, on a uh, indie film that they did. I was like a swing grip. It was a, such a intimate shoot. So, I mean, I got to hang out and talk to him a few times. Nice. So that kind of you know solidifies that as you know, one of my favorites for mm-hmm. HBO. Nice. Yeah. And I would have to go with my three favorites on HBO would be, uh, say number three would be, um, I'd be higher on the list, but I loved The Sopranos all the way up until the last season. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that was a show that I caught on a vacation one time, like the first episode, and didn't really think much of it, and then I went through and I watched, I watched it all, and the last season was so awful, and when characters were getting popped off that were main characters, I didn't even... I was at the point where you're getting killed. I didn't even care about him, so it would have been my favorite if the last season didn't suck so hard. Uh, my second favorite would be Silicon Valley because it's just so funny and well written, and I, I really like. I feel like you know there's an art to like what those guys do as far as like coding and and creating websites and all that, so I can identify with the creative process, and the comedy's hilarious. And then my favorite HBO show would be Boardwalk Empire because. The wow. the acting and uh, the characters were so raw. And Steve Buscemi did a great job. And the creators of that show, Martin Scorsese as well. Um, that show stayed, you know, true the entire time. And even the set design was really good. Like the club that they had uh, was fantastic. And, and like their use of computer graphics to make that world um, seem so real. And so now, I mean, that, that was... It was a brilliant show. I would like to see them do a continuation of of um, Boardwalk Empire and go for more Al Capone in Chicago and where it kind of left off and show Al Capone, you know, rise and fall there. I think that would be a really cool spin-off or continuation of Boardwalk Empire because I loved how they were able to play with history and just kind of craft their own cool story and, and bring in these characters and, and take them off and stuff. And you know what I found out recently is that the character that played Jimmy he was such a pain in the ass on set they had to they offed him yeah he was a dickhead yeah no one liked him so that's why you haven't seen him in any roles since but the one thing that he did bring to the world was his haircut so that's true yeah your haircut too right now yeah everyone's haircut right now is pretty that much haircut. Woody thanks for coming on the show that was awesome um I'm, I'm excited so everyone definitely go and check out Sil- Silicon Valley if you have not and if uh, you have, go into the next season with uh, some ears listening for some of the music that's going to be out there. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll catch Fingers quite crossed. a few tracks of Woody's. Maybe maybe you'll you'll take the, the third season by storm like uh, Tobacco did. I mean, they're, like almost every other track is there sometimes in the show. Oh, yeah. They got the, the theme song. Yeah, yeah. That's the only show that I can really say go and check out 100%. Like, if you have to see something on the HBO lineup, that is a promising show right now, and they've delivered in the first two seasons. And I think they got a few more to come that are going to be just as well. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to be sad when this show sure. finally comes to a wrap-up. I, I hope they go at least seven awesome. seasons. Because they're short enough episodes, so yeah. it, it might be. Yeah. And let's talk about our, uh, our giveaway that we did. We're doing a Batman and Superman giveaway. And we've got a few things uh, that we're giving away. There's going to be two giveaways. 
Justin has a box head that he's gonna give away and we have some figurines and some other stuff. It's on its way to you, Ross, actually. Just went in the mail today. Right, cool, nice, man, I appreciate that. And um, I also have a giveaway that I was doing on my YouTube channel, Roscoe Soul Train 2, um, and I was going to announce the winner of that giveaway on this podcast. And the other winner, um, after I hit my randomizer button on my iPhone, is... Bernie Sanders! Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, nope. that'd be awesome. Uh, Chris from the Gravy Age podcast. So, right on, Chris. You win the other half of the Loot Crate contest that was on my YouTube. And uh, I really appreciate your support uh, throughout the last year or so. So, right on, man. Chris, the Gravy Age podcast. Go ahead and write me a message on Twitter and or YouTube. And I will get your address and send you off that shizzle. If you want to enter in our Batman Superman contest... Just go ahead and leave us a rating on the iTunes store, or you can leave us a comment on SoundCloud, and you'll be entered in that, and we will be announcing that winner in maybe the next episode, and maybe the ne- episode after that, just depending on how many entries we get. Cool. All right, do you want to say anything to lead us out, Woody? Uh, no, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I listen to all your podcasts, and I love what you guys are doing. Um, if you guys want to check out my stuff, you can go to youtube.com backslash Woody's Produce TV or woodysproduce.com, and I hope to see you guys all there soon. Right on, man. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, I'm Roscoe. And I'm Justin. And we will see you guys in the next episode of Facts. See you guys later. Bye, yeah. Woo!